Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is a podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about different topics, people, organizations, and events. My name is Kayla Mason, and this is my co-host, Todd Hicksabaugh. Today, we are going to be talking about the topic of creativity. So we've interviewed a guy, um, his name is John Bunn, and he's the Director of Creative Arts at New Point Community Church. And um, he's a really interesting guy. Caleb and I have known him for many, many years. And uh, John is one of the more creative people I know. And so he leads a team of people. Um, and basically, they, they just come up with all sorts of wacky and creative things that go on at New Point Community Church. And so what we really wanted to talk to him about is creativity and where that comes from and kind of how that works and what his, pro- what his creative process w- looks like. And so we got some great, great material from him just about what creativity is and how it works um, in his life and, and how he thinks creativity should work um, in everybody else's life. And he has some great, great one-liners in here. Yeah. And so this is a conversation that we're pretty excited about. So we're going to be joining that conversation right now. Well, we have John Bunn here today with us. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. My name is John Bunn. I'm the creative arts director at New Point Community Church. We have five campuses. Um, between four and 5,000 people every Sunday. And I'm responsible for what happens in those weekend services at all five of our campuses, creatively speaking. So everything from, you know, any creative element that we might do, uh, including music and uh, even the message, um, I play a role in helping whoever's communicating that weekend shape uh, and finalize their message so it connects with people in a creative and relevant, memorable way. Uh, so that that's my primary responsibility. I have a team of about six that I lead from a central perspective that, that we service all of our campuses. And then our creative arts team that includes all of our campuses is 17 or 18 people, something like that. So you do just a little bit of everything. Creatively, yeah. Creatively, we're, we're you just got kind of, of all sorts of things. We, 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 our goal is we want to serve all of our campuses and set them up to win creatively for them to create uh, unbelievable experiences on Sunday mornings, uh, that people are going to um, really be able to connect with their Heavenly Father. So we're, we're trying to create environments that are going to allow the Holy Spirit to do His thing, if that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. So on this podcast, we're talking about creativity, obviously, and that's why we have John on here. And we have a couple of questions we want to ask him. And the first one we want to ask is, so do you have like a process or a routine that you use for like to get in your creative spirit? Well, we have systems that we work within and those are all really dictated by deadlines and so i i don't know if this is exactly what you're asking but we'll get there i think so our our deadlines dictate when stuff happens now how we do that uh, can vary from time to time because when you're talking about creativity you really don't want to settle into a routine you don't want the same people in the same room at the same time all the time uh, so we try and, and vary things when it comes to brainstorming or even branding a series or something like that. We try and shake things up and keep things fresh. I hope that addresses what you're asking. Yeah. But the, the ultimately, though, we know what has to get done and mm-hmm. we have deadlines and those are going to dictate when we do it. How we do it is the variable. Yeah. So can you give us like a couple of examples of like how you shake things up like to not Keep it in the mundane and the routine? Sure. Um, we'll brainstorm upcoming series. For example, we have a brainstorming meeting 
this week for an October series that's coming up, a series that's about our souls and caring for our souls, the most important part of us, um, the essence of our being, who we are. You know, we're, we're spiritual beings. So that series is all about that. So what we'll do is it, this week is I've invited people to come be a part of a brainstorm just to throw out ideas for this series. Could be anything. Could be something from pop culture. It could be something they've seen done at another church. It could be something um, that's just popped into their head that this might work. Uh, it might be something we've read in a book, or it might be something we've seen on a video. Um, but we, what we do is we'll throw everything onto a whiteboard, everything that might have anything to do with where we're going with that series. Our team that's going to brainstorm that with us has received in advance details about the series. What we're going to share each week, the, the bottom line for each week of a four-week series. And so they come prepared with some ideas. The variables might be when we do it and who's involved, as well as where we do it. We might try and pick a different space to kind of just keep things fresh for us. So I'll involve different people in that process. Sometimes it's volunteers. Sometimes it's staff. Sometimes it's a mixture of those. It's never the same group of people that's brainstorming. Twice. I might have same people in all the meetings or a lot of them, but the whole group is never the same exact group when we do a brainstorm session. Does that answer mm -hmm. what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the next thing is, is at some point you're probably going to hit a wall when it comes to creativity and like you're desperate for like inspiration. You're desperate to figure out okay. like a problem. What do you do whenever you hit that wall? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the brainstorming meeting as an example. Because there'll come a time when ideas just kind of stop sometimes and it's just like everybody's sitting there. And it's like, what do you do then? And so I'll generally ask a question to try and at least spur conversation because for me, the main thing is let's keep the conversation moving forward. And then somebody, something's going to pop for somebody. And so we'll just, we might just be writing stuff down or we might share a video or I might just ask a question. So for this series about soul, I might just say, Hey, what are some of the things that have spoken to your soul? Or, or when you think of the word soul, what comes to mind? Rather than just, we might just start with like, hey, what ideas did you bring? But I might get real specific then and, and just have a question to help people um, process that. And just to get them talking. It might not be a creative idea for the series, but it might spur one in somebody else because we're answering questions now related. Or if we're real specific with a particular weekend's message and it's about this the caring for your soul or or you know something that's way more specific i might ask for uh, i might ask the people in the room when it when has been a time when when you felt that your soul has really been cared for and really cared for well and what were the circumstances surrounding that and how did that go for you or i might ask who do you know that lives this out well and what is it about them that makes that so and so usually that's what I'll do when we hit a wall. Also, you know, we got to be okay with silence sometimes. We talk about that um, in, in multiple areas uh, here where I work at New Point. Even, you know, in our small group, when you're, you're having small group time and you're, you're studying God's word. And if you're a group leader, you're like, I want people to talk all the time because it feels better. And we just got to learn to be okay with silence. Like, it's okay to let people sit and think and contemplate, even pray. Um, to consider this stuff. So we're okay with that too. Um, but really, I think the key is, you know, after you've even had a little bit of that silence, how are you going to keep things flowing? 
and questions seem to be the best answer for okay. me. So those questions, do you usually come in with those questions scripted? So I, Yeah, okay. I do not. I do not. I'll just sit there and I'll start um, thinking. Because sometimes you don't need them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'll just I'll just think through like what's going to be helpful for us to know, or I might look at a bottom line from a message and and craft a question based on what that bottom line is, and then um, that again, if we keep the conversation moving forward, ideas are going to pop. The other thing that I'll say that is related to that is we always say there's there's no such thing as a bad idea, and one of the things that we like to say in our creative meetings is. We'll do anything on Sunday mornings short of sin to lead people to Christ, to help them connect with their Heavenly Father. We'll do anything short of sin. And so we'll just, like, there's no idea that's a bad idea, like, at least, you know, when we're brainstorming. So we'll put it on the board. We'll write it down on our computers. And then it may be that that idea generates another idea or it just gets framed or shaped differently and becomes something that we can roll with down the road. So that's really important to us to say, we're not going to poo poo anybody's ideas. We're not going to say, Oh, that's terrible. We're not, you know, um, everything's in play because let's get them on the board. Cause there's been so many meetings where an idea will come up and I'll want to be like, ah, oh, that's terrible. You know, but I don't see But Somebody else will go, Oh, what if we took that idea and did this? By the way, my favorite question in those meetings is what if, like I'm a, what if guy, like I want to dream, like I want our team to dream. Like, what if, what if, and let's keep going, what if, what if, well, we can't do that, but what if we did this? Or what if we took this to a new level by doing this? Or what if we did this in addition to that? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you encourage like that type of culture, that like what if culture in your team? How do I encourage it? Yeah. We ask that question a lot. So you start by modeling it. I'll ask it all the time. Mm-hmm. What if we, and I say that in the meetings, like I want, I want to hear the what ifs. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what if we did this? What if we did that? How can we improve on something is is related to that question. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's just too simple of an answer. But it's that's really, I mean, we'll just use that language. Like, mm-hmm. well, what if we did this? Now that said, if I got people, a bunch of people that are just like, I'm not creative. And we know people that are, you'd say, boy, they're really not creative. That doesn't mean they can't contribute or they don't have good ideas. But honestly, I'm, I'm not going to include those people in our meetings most of the time. You know what I mean? I might go to a person and say, I know you have experience with this, or I know that you've seen this happen before. You know, tell us about your experience. And that's, that can be their way of contributing to the creative process. But when it comes to a brainstorming meeting, I'm typically not going to invite those people that keep saying, oh, I'm not creative, I'm not creative, I'm not. I would disagree and say, well, you are and you can be. Um, but we're going to get people who are big idea people to sit around the table when we do a brainstorm. Now, during this brainstorm, and I'm guessing you're not worried too much about execution at this point. No, and I tell them that. We say, hey, we're not going to leave this meeting with the plan for our services in October for this one we're going to have this week. We're not. We don't care about having a plan. We're not. We're not going to leave here with a plan. We just want an idea dump. So just get all the ideas that we can on a piece of paper or we'll have it on a whiteboard and somebody will be taking notes um, so we can have all that stuff written down. And then we'll have a separate meeting later and we'll review all that stuff. And I always come to that meeting like with some circled or highlighted. Here are my favorite ideas from that brainstorm meeting we had. And then I've got a separate team where we start to talk through, okay, 
what works, what works for this particular Sunday, what can we do, what do, what makes sense to go with the bottom line of this message, how do we emphasize that, how do we set it up, what, you know, does this work for a closing song, because we really want to seal the deal, so to speak, at the end of the service, based on what our communicator has shared on that Sunday, and so that's a separate meeting, but yeah, the brainstorm meeting, it's always, we don't want to we're not leaving there with, oh, here's the plan for the October series. Mm-hmm. That'll come, you know, a couple weeks later. Okay. So these are two separate groups of people, right? Yes. Now, there might be some of the same people in the um, sure. in the meeting where we, we, we make the plan, mm-hmm. um, but it's a much smaller group. Okay. Yeah. The next thing we want to ask you about is, you know, as a creative person, I think just as a learner in general, you're always wanting to get better. So our question is, what do you do to sharpen your creative skill set? You know, I knew you were going to ask that question, and I don't know if I have a great answer. So here, here's my thing. I this And this probably goes back. I was thinking, what are some of the things that have shaped me as a creative and gotten me to the point where I feel like I can contribute highly creative stuff at a high level, if that makes sense? And I look back to my elementary school days and I can just remember um, certain things that contributed to that uh, one of them was uh, and I don't even know if you want to hear all this stuff <laughs> but I remember going to like like a fifth grade camp or third grade I think it was third grade and um, we had to write about our experiences and everybody shared them in front of the class and this this kid named Tony wrote a poem and like it blew everybody away and I just had this little, you know, three or four sentences about how great <laughs> camp was. You know, nobody was impressed. And I remember leaving there thinking there's always something more or better that that I can do to leave an impression on people. And so I, it was, as weird as that sounds in third grade, I remember, man, Tony blew people away. And so my thinking shifted then. There have been a couple other instances like that where I'm thinking, okay, it's a simple question. But what can I do differently? Because I know everybody else is going to do this. So we, we here, you know, at New Point go, okay, what can we do differently? Because everything else looks like this. What can we do that's different? And that's just, that's my own kind of personal philosophy. Like, how can you take this to a new level? Or how can we do something different that's going to stand out and not seem like well, everybody has already done that or everybody's doing that or it feels like church everywhere else? Or that looks like, but so, so that said, to answer your question, I just really try and pay attention to stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that's very general, but my, I'm always like stuff's always going through my filter of, boy, we could use that in church sometime or could we? And if we did, what would that look like? Or would this be a good illustration for this in this message? So one of the things that we have is an idea sandbox. Uh, we use we use an online application called Asana, and that's where all of our tasks go, but our creative stuff goes there too. So one of our elements in Asana is a creative sandbox. So whenever I or anybody on our team sees something that Jimmy Fallon does or sees a video on YouTube that really connects with them or just whatever that might be, we'll put a link or at least a note in the in the creative sandbox that we can look at later. We'll go to this brainstorm meeting later this week for October. One of the things we'll have is the sandbox and we'll see does anything from our sandbox fit what we're trying to do here. So I know I'm not answering your question really well because you're like, 
you know, but no, that's it's good, hard though. to that's answer. Helpful. It's, it's, I just, I really like everything that I see is always going through that filter. And mm-hmm. so I just pay attention to everything, pop culture, preachers that are killing it, you know, churches that are really doing a great job, even, you know, silly YouTube videos that you look at and go, you know, you know, what can we do different? I saw, so we're, we're going to do, so I'll give you an example. We're going to do uh, something at New Point in the fall called Family Life Live. One of the things that's been a great success at New Point has been Married Life Live. And so our Dover campus said, well, we want to do a family life live where we invite parents and kids to come together. And, you know, so we had a little brainstorm session, what kind of stuff we could do. And I remember seeing a video that was like things you can do, things you can't do if you're not a dog. It was hilarious. It was Tripp and Tyler, you know, and um, you can you can look that up. I know the video. So, yeah, things you can't do if you're not a dog. And it's really funny. So we said, what if we did a video, things you can't do if you're not a kid? And so we're going to we're going to pursue that. And have a lot of fun, you know, like temper tantrums and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, if you can picture an adult in Walmart laying on the floor screaming because they can't get candy. You know, you can't do that if you're not a kid. Have you seen Trip and Tyler's video where they do did that? Did they do that? They did a video about that. Well, I need to look at that. You thing. need to check that out because it's hilarious. <laughs> See, because I didn't even know they did. Because I just saw, I know the dog one and I'm going, well, what if we did something like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so anyway, that that's just one example of like, well, I've seen something. And how can we take that idea and apply it differently? That's awesome. So that we do a lot of that kind of a thing. What are some What are some like um, people that you look to? Maybe in maybe in church world, maybe it's in college. Like, who are some people who you typically you've gotten some stuff from them before and said, "Wow, that's just off the top of your head." Do you have any? Well, I already mentioned his name, but Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I do Jimmy Fallon a lot too. Do you yeah. know what? Though seriously, here's here's what's interesting about Fallon. He's taking the Tonight Show to a whole new level. Oh yeah. You you know what I mean. And he's just very creative and very engaging. And so we we look at that and we go, this guy's connecting with people. And what is it about him that's causing that to happen? And how can we do the same thing? Um, not necessarily, you know, doing the exact same thing, but that mm-hmm. same principle or like something he's doing is connecting with people. What can, what, what can we learn from him so that we can engage and connect with people on Sunday mornings at New Point? And so... Um, that's one, you know, if you want me to be more spiritual, I mean, <laughs> then Jimmy Fallon, cause some of the things we do on, on Sunday morning is just simply fun. We want to break mm-hmm. down walls, get people to laugh and, and create an environment where like they're ready to receive truth, sometimes hard truth that hits you in the face. And you, you know, you dealt with this crisis moment where, you know, I got to make a decision one way or the other. And usually a lot of, you know, you can't get to that until you've already, engaged somehow through mm-hmm. laughter or through you know your emotions somehow and so we do a lot of that and um so yeah to answer your question though we'll do, we will look we'll look at jimmy fallon and just say okay he's connecting well with people what can we do um similarly um so then there are a lot of churches that we just there they have so many great ideas um and i'll give you another example on mother's day we did an epic mother's day opener at all five of our campuses that was really a lot of fun. And we we had seen Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian, yeah. uh, do some parody songs about parenting. And then we had seen Church on the Move in Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. do a parody song that they, they killed it on, on a Mother's Day a couple years ago. And um, so they had like three or four moms on stage doing Bohemian Rhapsody, but with different lyrics, moms, you know mom lyrics and so we said what if you know what i mean we asked that question 
and we we went back to those Tim Hawkins parodies, and we we kind of rewrote them so it was more about moms than parenting, and and we took three or four of those parody songs, wrote a script for the moms. There's three moms on stage, and they're talking about what it's like to be a mom on you know on Mother's Day, and then they one of them would break into song. Um, in doing one of those Tim Hawkins parodies. And then it eventually led to a great big staged production of the Bohemian Rhapsody. We called it Mommy Rhapsody. And so we kind of took, okay, here's something we like from Tim Hawkins. Here's something that Church on the Move did that was very cool. And we like mashed them together and made our own thing, you know, that turned out to be a big hit that was very cool. I'll give you another quick example. Um, This month at New Point, we're in a series called At the Movies. And so we start just looking at movie stuff and looking, what do, what do they do at the Oscars? That's just wow, wow factor. So we opened the series with basically the idea we got from Neil Patrick Harris when he hosted the Oscars a year ago. And um, he did this thing in front of the screen with his shadow and movie magic. And we did it. We're just like, that's cool. What if we could do that at all five of our campuses on Sunday morning? And so we rewrote the lyrics to make it fit New Point. We kind of had a New Point feel for those lyrics. And so at, at all five of our campuses, we had somebody basically singing and dancing to open an at the movie series, which we're really happy with how that turned out, too. Yeah, but, and I don't want to rush past one thing that you said. Whenever you talk about the, the Mother's Day element, what you did was you took two separate ideas mm-hmm. and you go, we're going to combine these mm-hmm. together, yeah. which is another part of creativity. Right, right. That's something that... That that came from what if or what? How can we take this to another level and how mm-hmm. do we do it so we're not just copying something somebody else did? Yeah. Though we're okay with that sometimes too. Honestly, yeah. if it works and it fits, we'll take somebody else's idea and run with it. Yeah, you know what and I mean. As long as it's true to you, right? So yeah, yeah we're not. Yeah, we're we're we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the other question, or one last question, we want to ask you is: You obviously lead a team of creatives. What would be like some keys to leading creatives? You've talked about, you know, asking that question, what if, like in asking that to your team, what would be maybe another one or two things that you do? And the reason why we ask that question is because creatives are probably the hardest people to lead. I I would say they're some of the hardest people to lead. And so when you're trying to corral a group of people who just think outside of the box, just in their everyday life, you know, Um, you know, it really um, we have to start with when we're talking about creativity in the church. My first day on the job, I shared this with the team. I said, hey, we've got to be more in love with why we do church than how we do church. And so for all of us, that has to come back to like we're more interested in the why than the how. Because we can get so caught up in is this cool and is this hip and is this mm-hmm. like are people going to go wow. Yeah, we want people to go wow. We certainly go for wow factor. That's a big deal to us. But really, what we're trying to do on Sunday mornings is we want people to have fun, and then we want to create God moments. And when I say God moments, just that moment when you're face-to-face with your Heavenly Father, and you're just, you know, like, He's right there. And, like, there's this moment where you're just really connecting with your Heavenly Father. So we're trying to do that. In order to do that, we have to say, hey, we're more interested in why than how. I mean, how is easy, really. Like, let's do this because it's cool. But why is, is, the, is the way more important thing. So we start there. And then to answer your question beyond that, if you're leading creatives, you got to be okay with not being the most creative person in the room. And you got to be okay with, with your idea not winning. 
You, you know what I mean when I say that? Sure. Because creatives have egos a lot. I mean, I'll t- I mean, I'm that way. I mean, I think I have a lot of good ideas. And so I'll come to, my, to meetings going, I need, I mean, I want this idea to win because it's my idea. And I got to be okay with like, all right, my idea is not going to win. And that's okay because this is a better way to go. So got to be more concerned with the team winning than my idea winning, if that makes sense. And so, and okay with like, there are people with much better ideas in the room than me and so lead humbly you know what I mean I guess to answer your question uh you know you just try and lead humbly and 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 take it from that approach one of my favorite quotes about creativity comes from a guy named Whit George and he says that creativity is simply the ability to solve problems and when you think about it that's really true and creativity for us is one of those topics that we just can't get enough of. And one resource that can that you guys can have if you want to learn more about creativity is a book called Creativity Inc. So Creativity Inc. is a book that was written by a guy named Ed Catmull, and it's really helped me to begin to think about creativity in a different way and to be able to think of it as something that isn't this complex, complicated idea of, oh my gosh, I have to be an artist. Um, to be able to have creativity, but really at creativity is kind of like what your quote said as being just a way to solve, to solve problems. And we'll include um, the information about um, Creativity Inc. Uh, in our show notes. Yeah, it's one of the best books that I've probably ever read about creativity. So on the next episode of the Learner's Corner podcast, we're going to be talking about the subject of pride. Now, pride is something that everybody deals with, but could be difficult for us to see in the mirror. And we're going to be talking with uh, Mark Honeycutt, who is the Dover campus pastor of New Point Community Church, figuring out how he deals with pride and what are some ways that he overcomes it as well. The best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, leave a rating and write a review on our podcast on iTunes. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can hit us up on Twitter at our handle, at Learners Podcast. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing. Keep growing.